Hello, everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast, episode 344 for the week of April 4th, 2015. 344 on 44. That's kind of symbolic and appropriate. Happy Easter weekend, folks. And uh, with that, we are starting RP Gamers' weekly podcast about RPG news and stuff and things and stuff. Starting off with me, Alice Wilkinson, who helped me break my level 95 limit cap in Final Fantasy XI just before the start of the show. Hey, be thankful you don't ever have to do that again. Thank you very much. <laughs> also here, my beautiful wife, Anna Marie Privetier, who's not talking. She waved at me. She's got a slice of orange in her mouth. And Alex Fuller from England. Yeah, I've been playing recent MMOs rather than these. Oh, what recent MMOs? <laughs> Well, Final Fantasy fourteen. Oh yeah, uh huh. And I'm Chris Privetier, your host. And um, that okay. So tell us, Alex, what are you doing in fourteen? I finished off the story content that came with the patch. Okay. Last week, I think it was. What kind of story content? Spoilers. Uh, the stuff that sort of prepares you for Heaven's Ward. So the very ending of all that stuff, crazy stuff happens, which is a massive spoiler if I say any of it, so I better So you're not. just ready for the expansion, basically? Yep. Is there a dragon involved? There is a giant dragon involved. Oh, all right, God, yes. I'm happy. <laughs> yes, that is the, the, yeah, the new child is basically trying to defeat a giant dragon before it crosses the bridge. Okay, perfect. It's, uh, I hate that trial so much. <laughs> See, I, I liked it, but that may be because I managed to complete it on my first go with a pickup group. I hate you. <laughs> uh, I was quite surprised we actually managed to do it because our first attempt was awful. It's like I think about four of us were completely new to it. Then on the second attempt, we came close, and then on the third one, we actually did it with about a minute or two left. That works. So, yeah, fun for me. Possibly not Alice by the sound of it. It doesn't sound oh. like it, does it? It's it's pretty difficult. It's and I was doing it as a healer as well, and I was doing it with DPS who didn't seem to understand that getting trodden on is instant death. So uh, don't yes. let the dragon walk on you, is what you're saying? No. Yes. Okay. It was it's surprising. I know this is very complicated. Many... Yeah, yeah, real complicated though. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so... It's not that hard to avoid saying you just have to stand under the belly. <laughs> Some people just really lack spatial awareness. I, I like yeah. it when dragons walk on me. It's like a nice massage. <laughs> no? Okay. Not, not this one. Not this one? No. <laughs> it's, a, it's a bit too big. <laughs> so you get any uh, good rewards for doing that crap? Oh, no, you get no. No, you, of you get about not. <laughs> you get you get about thirty minutes of cutscenes and then thirty minutes of credits. Credits? You're like, well, oh, yeah. you finished the game. Come back in a month when you buy the next game, and yep. do this again. Okay, fair enough. Uh, I they really play help. credits. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, you get you actually do get a set of credits when you beat the main story, the main original story as well. The main second original story, you mean? Because the main yeah, original story has been deleted from existence, essentially. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that is a good point. <laughs> um, okay. Yeah. Aside from that, I've got my Cloud Strife Advent Children gear now, because I've been subscribed for long enough. 
you've got your trials. Oh, what? The What's cloud. Like? Your cloud? Yeah. yeah. What What does the cloud do? That uh, uh, is just the cloud gear from Advent Children. So his, his oh, outfit. Oh, that cloud. Okay. Yeah, yeah that, Buster that cloud. Buster Sword cloud. Vod, got it. Vod, yeah. Yeah. Okay. That, that guy. That guy. Yeah. Mopey it's, grabbing it's his head. Cool. Crazy stream, rants about the live stream. Doesn't know what's going on. Thinks he's somebody else. Got it. Oh, okay. What's the game that him and Zach are in? Uh, Crisis Core. Yeah. Apparently in Crisis Core, he's like, I'll never forget. And then it's great because someone paired that from a screenshot where he's talking to Tifa and says, I don't remember. Mm -hmm. You had one job, Cloud. And he failed. It's not his fault, technically. Sort I was going to say, post-traumatic stress disorder is a thing. Yeah. Oh, fine. Don't be, don't be in, unsensitive to mental health disorders, Anna. I think you and, mean insensitive? Yeah. Okay. And Cloud uh, is kind of a, a poster child for mental health disorders. Okay. Yeah, darn that live stream. Darn that live stream. <laughs> that should be my new live streaming website is livestream.org or something. like. Hang on, um, I'll see if it's taken. <laughs> I'm sure it is now. We always come up with the good ideas on RPG Cast, right? Uh, well, livestream.org is uh, well, it's host to um, the God Journey podcast. Oh, yeah. I guess uh, so yeah, sense. no, I think it's infected with Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> we can take him. See, the thing is, like, <laughs> well, as I remember, as I remember, well, seeing you, someone... you take him down, but he just gets back up. As I remember seeing someone quote in a, in a Let's Play of, uh, I think it was Xenogears, um, in a Square RPG, if you meet God on the road, you kill that son of a bitch. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Happy Easter, everybody. <laughs> oh, okay, Alex, you play anything else? Uh, lots of stuff. Okay, just walk us through it. Okay, uh... Damascus Gear was stuff I finished over last weekend. Damascus Gear was a mecha game, right? Yes, it's sort of Diablo with mechs. Why aren't, why aren't you playing this, Alice? Uh, what's it for again? Vita, and it's not out in Europe. Oh. Oh, right, yeah, That's that was the reason. reason why. I was waiting for it to come out in Europe, because uh, I, have, I haven't sorted out my memory, memory sticks yet. But you'll always remember. Yeah. Yeah, I was playing it on my North American Vita, so... Mm-hmm. Thanks you to the V codes. You have two Vitas, right? Yeah. Okay. Chris is leveling up. <laughs> I gained an experience point. That's all <laughs> I needed. <laughs> Dang. So, what else have you been playing, Alex? Um, I've got two of uh, Tukaden Kawami. This one I've playing. Oh, that's the upgraded version, right? Yeah, well, yeah, expansion slash upgraded version. Yeah, like the ultimate Monster Hunter releases, sort of. Right. Where they just add some new content on the end. So, Can so you yeah, it, play, your it plays over? pretty much exactly the same as the oh. original game, but there's more stuff. More things. Yeah, which isn't necessarily a bad thing because that was kind of one of my issues with the original game was it was a bit light on content, so lots more stuff to do. That's good. Do you have any review games you want to talk about? 
Uh, I just talked about two of them. Oh, fine. <laughs> no, no, it's... Talk, like I've Damascus seen, gear? No, yeah. I've seen yeah, like d- three people this week mention a portable game that they can't talk about yet. And I have no idea what it is. Uh, Wait, okay. what would that that's be? Not, that's none of my games. Okay. All, all, all of my review games are actually out now, so I can talk about them. Cool. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I know which one they're, they're talking about. Which one are they to. talking about? Why can't they say that they're playing it? That I don't understand. Sometimes that is a thing. Yeah. Really? Yep. Really? Yep. We don't want you to acknowledge this game is playable? Yeah. Okay. That's kind of weird. Particularly if it's going to be like a PC DLC title, they can patch every day until it comes out. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Wait, but why would you... Again, (laughs) you're not saying anything specific about the game, so why does it matter? Mm. Okay. Whatever. These are things that I don't decide. Well, I'm asking you to decide them. No. Oh. All right. Well, I fail then. Is that I everything tried. you've been playing, Alex? Because I don't think oh, you've been no. playing enough. No, yeah, so that's, play that's, more. That's, that's that's half of what I've been playing. Oh. <laughs> okay. those, those two games, yeah. Because I got a new 3DS on Wednesday. Ooh. Like a new new 3DS? Yes. Yes, it has fancy Xenoblade face plates as well. <gasps> wait, wait. So wait, you so imported it's Japanese this from Japan? One? No, Europe gets the... Europe gets the regular ones. size oh! one. Oh! Yep. Oh, is Xenoblade out there already? It <gasps> came out on... Anna! It came out on Wednesday slash Thursday. Could that be the portable game? Maybe. No, oh, I, I doubt it because there's, actually, there's yeah. actually reviews out for it from... It out for a couple of weeks. Okay. Okay. Hmm. I'm going to figure this out throughout the course of the podcast. I bet. <laughs> oh, let's see. So, but yeah. I'll hmm. say I've played a bit of Xenoblade 3DS, which I don't think anyone needs me to hear. You played the say what? how awesome that is again. Xenoblade. Did you say, did you say the beta? Huh? Oh, okay. I don't know what you said. Uh, All right. It sounded like you said uh, beta, and I'm like, uh, oh, Z- like Xenoblade. The fish? <laughs> Oh, so is that, it good? That, yeah, it works pretty it works well, well with the new mm. buttons and everything. So, I say the Wii version is probably still slightly superior, just because you can get more. It's got more graphical detail. But I wonder if the it, Wii version it translates really well. I wonder if the Wii version runs on the Dolphin emulator and like can be upresed and look really pretty. Um, I believe it can, yes. Or if it's got problems or anything. I, I recall seeing some screenshots, I think, of someone running it on there, so I believe it can. Hmm. That sounds like a nice way to play that. It's really sad you have to turn to emulation to make your Wii games look nice, but hey, whatever works. Well, this one looks nice without it anyway. But... Nice enough. Do they add a lot of new things to this release, or is it just on the No, part it's of the system? pretty much direct port. You've got uh, you've got some sort of library style things where you can look at monsters and listen to music and stuff, but there's no additional in-game content. All right. Well, that's it. It's, that's it. It's about eighty hours, even without any additional content. So eighty hours without it. Man, that's a long game. It, it, yeah, it doesn't exactly need. That's more like stuff. a Dragon Quest game, man. Well, maybe not quite that long. So, let's see here. Yeah. Is that everything uh, not, you've been playing, Alex? Because I don't know if you've nope. been playing enough. 
Have you done anything other than play video games? I really this need week? to request that you play more stuff no, for really. the site. You know. Yeah, next game is in the Zoom eleven. <laughs> Which one? There, there's uh, a new one that came go, out. No, there's go, two of them. Stones. Yeah, Chronostones. Which oh, one? Thunderflash. Thunderflash. How separate are these games? Is it like you can recruit some different characters in each or something? Or yeah, pretty much. It's sort of like it's like the differences between the Pokemon games. Mm-hmm. So you get di- different characters. I think there's a different enemy team at one point. Aside from that, pretty, pretty similar. Oh, I think they've got they've got different theme songs as well. Is it still stand up, stand up? If stand you like football, up, stand up, oh no, there's a new one in every game. Oh, okay. I believe I, you you watched this one because you did watch it, and it was awful. <laughs> and then there was dinosaurs. I don't understand why there were dinosaurs in a soccer game. <laughs> Can you explain why there are dinosaurs in a soccer game, Alex? Because time travel. Oh, Alex, do they go back in time and play soccer with the dinosaurs? I haven't got to that point yet, but it looks like that may well be the case. Are the dinosaurs intelligent creatures? No, but one of them was summoned by a robot bear. By what? Middle management, dino approves. Yeah. He said by a robot bear, Anna. Um, what? Yeah. Alex, what else have you been playing? (laughs) (laughs) You sure you would like me to explain about the robot bear? No, yes, yes. Tell me all about the robot bear. Uh, The the robot bears come back in time to save football. Oh, God. Because evil people... Wait, so this is... What, did monoliths come to the earth and they're like, we need your soccer players? And we're like, people stopped playing soccer hundreds of years ago. And then the the ocean started going crazy and the power went out and Captain Kirk had to go back in time and get football? Only Captain Kirk's a robot bear? (laughs) Um, Not quite. Okay. What? That, that, <laughs> I just explained an evil, Star Trek. Yes, I understand, Chris. <laughs> so there's an evil what? There's an evil group in the future that have decided to eliminate football because of supposed problems. Okay. And they're, do- they're doing that by sending other people back in time to make it so football no longer exists. Fair enough. No, that's the, terrible. The, how do we get to the robot bear? The robot bear is one of the people trying to stop them. Well, who made the and robot she, bear? Uh, some cra- some crazy old doctor scientist. Doctor football lover. Okay. Uh, I think he's called Doctor Cypher or something. Doctor like Emmett that. Brown, yeah. probably. All right. So. Yeah, he bears? looks a bit like him. Yes. Okay. Of <laughs> but he couldn't come back himself. He had to send the bear instead. Uh, initially, but he's just showed up in my game for reasons. Oh, okay, for yeah, like time Sorry. travel, because anything is true. And but, they, yeah, the, so, the way Bear is also a football coach. Apparently. So explain to me, they're going back in time to stop football, <laughs> but they can't go back in time to stop the doctor from sending the bear back in time to stop them from sending stuff back in time. I think I'm confused. Apparently, Chris, 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 yeah. just stop. Okay. <laughs> You're thinking about this really hard. Yes, there are many paradoxes. Time paradox. Um, you're going to hurt yourself I if need you scissors. continue to think this hard. I need scissors. All right. I can calm down. There's dinosaurs in the football game, and I just have to accept it. That's yes. all. Okay. Pretty much. This is it. Assume that from this stuff happens. Are dinosaurs any good at playing football? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, now, hold on. Hold uh, on. We'll hold find on. out, I guess. No, no, I'm sorry. 
What do you mean this sort of stuff just happens frequently in an Inazuma 11 game? What else has happened in Inazuma 11 games? Like this. Aliens? I remember that. What did the aliens come to do? Did They, they came to beat everyone at football. I'm sorry? They came to beat everyone at football. Oh, so they didn't need football to solve some sort of planetary conflict on their world or anything. They just needed to. They just wanted to prove that hey, we have football too somehow, and <laughs> we're uh, better there, there at you than it. Stuff about getting revenge and things like that. But Re- well, yeah. I'm sorry. Wait, wait. Revenge? Are they? What did they come back and beat the Egyptians in the original football tournaments or something? It's just starting to sound like a Yu-Gi-Oh plot. I, what is yeah, that? I was thinking the same thing actually. Did they time? Did the aliens time play the dinosaurs originally? in football, and that's how they're familiar with Earth football capabilities, because they were the ones playing the dinosaurs to begin with. Sure, I think I've not? got it now. Yeah. So, Alice, you've been playing Final Fantasy XI and Final Fantasy XIV this week? Wait, wait, is Alex done? Alex, do you have I've more games? Of course he's got more games. I'm sorry. What, what else have you been playing besides dinosaur football? <laughs> oh Eastside Hockey Manager. Eat. E- Esports hockey manager? I think he's East said side East, side. East side, as opposed to West side. All right. Yes. It's, based, it's made by the same company that make Football Manager and has returned after about eight years since the last game. So, so why is it East side? I have no idea. Okay. Fast should be quiet and stop faking Chris. My brain, my brain is broken. I don't just talk about what you've been playing, people, things. I don't know what's happening anymore. Wow, his brain really is broken. Alice, have have you been playing anything that doesn't involve time travel, or alien uh. spaceships arrivals? Hang on, let me just check the thing that I put in my in the podcast notes. Just check, confirm them for time travel content. Uh, well, Disgaea 4 Vita does have a little bit of time travel in it. Of course. Why, why wouldn't it? Well, okay, so I did... Um, I basically I impul- uh, impulse bought uh, Disgaea okay. 4 for Vita, uh, okay. continuing the uh, trend of where the portable versions of the Disgaea games are much better than the console versions. Well, because you can play them wherever, right? Well, yeah, and also including all of the DLC and uh, all of the additional content. Do they? Do they? I thought there yep. was a, a additional DLC in some of these. Nope, not in okay. this one. All right. There was in Disguise 2 Portable, but not in this one. Okay. So basically it includes all of the additional characters and also the um, side story uh, scenarios mm-hmm. as well. Uh, there is also an additional side story scenario... Um, no, is it two? I'm trying to remember. Because there was something called the Fuku and Desco show, which was a, like an add-on to the PS3 version. And then um, there are two additional scenarios in the portable version. One of them is how the two main characters met each other originally. And the other one involves time travel. Of course. Of course. Where the uh, the the two female lead characters go back in time to find out what the main character was like in during his backstory. Yeah, sure. Why not? 
I so, I remember yeah. the additional content in three, Disgaea three, which I played through on the Vita, causing me to have to play the game a lot longer than just the main story in order to get high enough level to do the additional content. Is that the case here, or are you just jumping right into the additional content? Um, I've jumped into some of it um, because all of the... Um, I used the unlock uh, code, because you can do that. Uh-huh. Um, that basically unlocks the two side story scenarios and all of the additional character stuff from the outset. Um, however, the, the, while the stuff does scale off the main character's level, um, so my main character is level 89, um, uh, the rest of my team is not quite so high. That's not good. That was a so, problem I had. I am currently doing some things where I am basically just leveling up a small team of, of NPCs to take yeah. on side story stuff. Although I am also doing the main story stuff as well because, uh, you know, like the meat is in the... Quite a lot of disguised meat is in its post-game content anyway. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I haven't finished the main story yet, basically. Okay. I am still... I am still in the sort of place where uh, enemies still have, you know, sane numbers when it comes to stats and hit point levels and stuff like that. <laughs> hard, as it, hard as it might be to get yeah, that, the, but there yeah. you go. Yeah. Okay. So you, you're working through Disgaea 4, and it's yep. still um, good. Sorry? And it's still good. Is the story good in 4? Or is it Yeah, like- I think I, I actually quite really quite like the story in 4. Good. You know, with the sardine-obsessed main character. Sure. Um, yeah. Yeah. That, I mean, why Why wouldn't you have a sardine-obsessed main character? Oh, you're not familiar with Val? No, not, 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 not particularly. Okay. He's a vampire who doesn't drink human blood. He just eats sardines. That, those There's are reason. the same, right? That's almost the same. That's there are reasons for it. Reasons? Do they involve reasons. time travel? No. Okay. Then I'm happy. So, uh, um, let's see what else have I been playing. Oh, um, I was gonna, uh, I was gonna talk a little bit about Titanfall, um, since I went back to playing it because it, it as part of the one year anniversary, they released the um, the season pass DLC for free, and uh, means that there's now quite a few people playing it again. Um, Titanfall, I know I've mentioned on the cast before, but it's kind of one of those things where, hmm. I kind of want to be very positive about it, and that's not just because of its content, um, you know, it being a genre that uh, interests me a lot. Um, it's just kind of, I don't know, I, I, maybe I'm just appreciating the small, the finer details. That I think the developers did actually put quite a lot of effort into it, and yeah. it does kind of show. Okay. Nobody plays it, though. Well, now they play oh, it. No, no, people saying. do play it. Okay. That's the thing. Right. Because well, they've made new. the they basically what they've done is they've made the DLC maps free. Yeah, I have the DLC on my PC. I don't have the original game, but I I do have the DLC tagged to my Origin account. Yeah, because um, but it was what free. that means is, is that um, they've extended all of the game modes so that they now just cycle through all of the available maps rather than you know partitioning oh, them off okay. based on DLC content. All right, which so means no more segregation. That, That's good. Which means that um, you know all of the. Uh, uh, which means that people are kind of clustered together again in the main game modes because, you, you know, you're not getting people quit because they don't have the maps anymore. Oh, seems useful. Which is, which is good. You know, it's good for the... Yeah, I mean, sure, there are not a lot of people getting play, people playing, but when the matches are, what, uh, is it 5v5 or 6v6? It's 5v5. Um, they don't need, you don't need a lot of players. 
really. Okay. I, I will take your word for it. Um, and to be perfectly honest, I actually, I know people were very critical of them um, when they said that it was going to be basically 5v5 with kind of NPCs filling out the maps, but I kind of like it that way. Oh, okay. What does that might sound? You, the funny so you thing like is, the bots, was, huh? Well, yeah, I mean, because mostly because they're relatively inoffensive. They don't um, kind of get in the way of your playing experience, and it's quite fun mowing them down en masse with something like the Smart Pistol. Hmm. Um, but also, when I say things like kind of the, 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 the smaller things, was, okay, the, the Spectre enemies don't generally interact much beyond shooting you because they're mechanized, but the, the actual human forces around, um, they've kind of included a lot of... Um, like extra voice work for them, um, which uh, they kind of like situationally trigger. Um, so, uh, for example, if you uh, bust in and save like some friendly NPCs from either a, a, a player or an, another group of NPCs, is they'll thank you as you run past. Okay. So I don't know. It, it just kind of adds a little bit of you know soul to the game. Even, you know, there's a lot of NPCs around, but, you know. Does it add Dark Souls to the game? No. Oh, okay. Speaking of Grimdark. Grimdark? I was going to say, uh, well, I was going to use that to go talk, talk about torpedo deliveries, but... <gasps> Did you deliver torpedoes? Um, they weren't torpedoes, per se. More heavy assault missiles, but... Heavy assault missiles, all right. Oh, okay. Well, I'll get to that. Okay, okay. So, I log into my home system. Uh, I go scanning down for a wormhole because I'm like, you know, I, maybe I want to do what I did last time I, I reported on positive torpedo deliveries. You know, jump into a wormhole and gank some poor unsuspecting explorer. Um, so I find a wormhole, and the wormhole doesn't lead to wormhole space. It goes to nullsec. And I'm like, hmm, okay, so where does this go? So I jump through, and I'm in catch. Brilliant. Um, now, I kind of wanted to go and visit catch because... Recently, uh, with the the fail cascade of um, uh, Brave Collective as a null as a nullsec entity, uh, meant I kind of wanted to go back to um, the staging system of Head GP, uh, just to basically watch the whole thing burn to the ground. Um, and I was thinking uh, at the time I wasn't sure how I was going to get through the gate camps, but then you know I get a wormhole backdoor basically. So there I go. I go the seven or so jumps back to the old Brave staging system. And um, my mistake was I wanted to go and do some sightseeing. I wanted to go and see uh -oh. the uh, the actual station that had been constructed in that system because, according to my map, I hadn't been to Head GP since middle of 2005, and the station didn't exist in that system when I was last there. Um, so I dutifully walked to the station, and unfortunately I picked the wrong distance. Now, what this meant was I actually got dragged off the station by a warp bubble, and I also got decloaked by the station because of my warp angle. Um, that would be fine. However, literally as I'm warping out, uh, like coming out of my warp into the bubble, and I'm trying to frantically turn my cloaking device back on, a 30-strong uh, um, federal, federal Navy Comet Police Edition fleet warps out uh... in, front of, in front of me. <laughs> Just and it's fucking, and Coincidentally? It's and it's goddamn CVA, you know, the Amar role players from Providence. Oh, and, yeah, I know them. No, I yeah, don't. and I, don't know them. I die. Oh, good God, did I die hard. So you just, they just happened to show up while this was going on for you? Yes, they literally walked out in front of me. Okay. 
And this is... If, uh, were you at... Uh, they just like to kill people that they see? Uh, technically, Wingspan is on the CDA kill on site list. Oh, okay. Because we've, 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 dropped, um, we've dropped covert ops on them previously. Ah. Um, and basically, it seems to be that once you actually end up on CDA's kill on site list, it's very difficult to get off it again. Okay. Mostly because Providence is kept as a um, is kept as a, a neutrals allowed region, but uh, it's policed by um, CVA and uh, what's known as Provablock. And um, basically, if you're on their kill on site list, is uh, that that's when they don't tolerate your presence. Um, so even though I wasn't in Providence, they did shoot my lovely stealth bomber up, and I did actually manage to get my pod out intact. Okay. Um, I somehow managed to warp it around system for about 15 to 20 minutes until I found a uh, an angle that allowed me to uh, burn to the gate without getting killed. Um, during that little sightseeing excursion in my little pod, I did find the infamous Angle Fortress, which had been set up in Head GP by Pandemic Legion a while back. Uh, Angle Fortress is notorious as being one of the top killers in the region because... Uh, well, what they do is it's a it's a it's a starbase owned by Pandemic Legion, set up in the Brave New Beast staging system. Mm-hmm. Um, they invite Brave New Beast to fleet, and then they fleetport them into the pods, which then kills them. And it's surprising how many people fall for this. I, I don't know what the pause is. Pause stands for player-owned starbase. They're the, the the sticks that project force fields that you deploy in space. Okay. Around moons and stuff. So basically, what they do is they they they've set this they've had this starbase set up in the um, Brave Newbie staging system, and um, yeah, that's what they do with it. They warp newbies into it. And, and the oh, the, and it kills them. the starbase. Just kills anybody who's not on like the not list. on their side. Yeah, yeah. Uh, great. Yeah, so I avoided getting killed by that. And, uh, yeah, then I got out. And then later on, we... Do you remember, I think I mentioned last time, um, the whole... Uh, that thing where we go camping inside a wormhole in, like, perimeter or something, wait for people to come through, and then sort of either gank them on one side or the other? Yeah. We had some problems with it last time. Uh-oh. Uh This time, we had a little bit more luck. Um, we were tracking... Oh, God. It was, like, two manticores and an astero. Um, what, we thought one of them was bait. Uh, and then when we lost track of that, or I think one of them just warped flat out, warped out, or even logged off or something, um, what we were able to do was the, the entrance wormhole to perimeter uh, was so low on... Because um, wormholes destabilize as ships pass through them. So what we did was we used one of our bigger ships, and as um, one of the people's manticores warped into the wormhole to jump out, uh, we intentionally collapsed the wormhole in front of them, he panicked, and we shot him a lot. So that was our delivery for the week. That's no, that's that's an acceptable delivery, I think. Uh, where, where we discovered that where we discovered that the guy had been flying the fabled exploration fit stealth bomber, and his pod was worth about ten times more than his ship. What? Yeah. How does your pod sh- become worth money? Uh, because um, when you're podded, you lose all of your your implants. Right. Oh. Ooh. He had 236 million of implants put in when we podded him. His ship was only worth something like 25 mil. So, uh, yeah. I, I think the reason why he died was he completely panicked when we collapsed the wormhole in front of him. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah. 
Commence delivery. Commence delivery. <laughs> You're brutal. So, uh, yeah. Th- that was the deliveries for the week. Okay, I, no, I appreciate that. Yep. I, well, unfortunately, I've been on night shifts this week, so I was only really able to start doing stuff on sort of Friday evening. I've otherwise just been playing Disgaea because it's easier on my sleep schedule. Yeah, I can imagine. Yep. So. Okay. Um, <laughs> anything else you've been playing this week? Because that hasn't uh, been enough. No, nah, that's that's pretty much me. I mean, yeah, I played some 14 and some 11, but not not to the extent that other people have. Thank so you, not, Alice. Not really yes, got thank much you, to say. Alice. Yes, so I helped. I did help Anna with uh, the limit three, which is the sneaking around inside the Beast and Strongholds quest, which I remember doing myself many years ago. Oh, that um, sucked. Took like four hours. It wasn't. It's not so bad once you once uh, I, I'd actually forgotten the routes for the most part. I, I, there was a time where I actually could remember my way into all of those. The B, the Bido one is the only one I remember. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then I helped Chris with the final limit break, which I will probably have to help Anna with again. Yeah, not but I'll I be mind, there too. We'll all yeah, help. not and not that I think anyone will mind because if, when you've got more than one person, that fight it was becomes a little bit easier, trivi- yeah. trivially easy. Mm-hmm. So. Hmm. And then once all three of us have done it, we can then go and fight the Archangels for shiny, shiny equipment and Yay. stuff. Because I'm looking forward to trying to do those fights with people. And you've been... I, I, yeah. I, I, I would try doing them myself, but um, I'm not sure if I can solo them even on easy, so... Hmm. Maybe I should try at one point, but the entry requirement's quite steep, so... No, I think you're right. I don't know that those are really designed for you to be able to solo. I, I don't even know if I can even enter them. So um, with more, with less than one person. So because there's a, but there's also the Unity Concord stuff that you can't start with more with less than three people in your party, and they also despawn trusts. So hmm. yeah, having more people there would be really useful. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, and plus, well, yeah, if we do things together, they've got all this Unity Concord stuff, and that. Re- gives you special rewards and, and accolades and stuff if you do things with a party of at least three people. So the three of us together would qualify for all that. Mm-hmm. That would be good. Yeah. Cool. All right. Um, anything else? Nah, that's it. That's it. And Alex is done, I think, unless he remembered three or four more games he was playing. Um, yeah, I started something about five minutes ago. Hang on. Anna, what have you been playing? <laughs> um, Final Fantasy XI, so I'm 59, and um, lots of Farmville. Cause there's, uh, the, Does Farmville count? I don't know. Um, and lots of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance, too. I finally hit that critical point where I could really start sending out a full team or two of people to do um, dispatch quests. So I think last time I was on the podcast, I had about a... 170 or uh, about 70 quests done and now i have 150 so that makes a big difference and how so because it lets me go through the game faster how so because i can do three quests at the same time what do you mean i'm confused (laughs) aren't you familiar with how dispatch works uh yeah i don't know how it helps you go through the game at all because there's like 255 quests in the game. I thought the dispatch were all optional. No. Yes, 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 yes. So 
there's like 20 main storyline quests and then like 200 plus optional quests. But the optional quests are fun and they let you unlock stuff and they give you more story. So, yeah. I really like this game. And my characters are all between 35 and 45 now. It's fun. Okay. And I'm going to be playing lots more of it this week. I will probably try to finish it this week. Okay. So, that's what I've been doing. Cool. And I've just been playing Final Fantasy XI and working. So, <laughs> I just haven't had time to do much else. Uh, do we have any feedback this week? I don't think that we do. Um, there was a thing in the email. Oh, you want to read it for us? No, it's not a... What? It's a sound file. It is? Yes. Oh, I'm not set up for that today. I told you that it was there. You did? Yes. Oh, I'm sorry. Mm. Don't cry. <laughs> oh, all right. Let's see if I can make that happen. So we hook this up here and we press these buttons here. You're not going to entertain people, Anna, while they wait? Um, dee, 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 dee. I said entertain, not <laughs> let them run away. Um, but the next thing that we would normally talk about is news, and we don't have any other feedback, right? Hmm. You're technically right. So what am I supposed to be doing? Hmm. Where is this thing? Ugh! My, my my mail stuff is all messed up on here. Okay. Turn it on. There we go. And we go here. We press this. And all of a sudden, the podcast email shows up. I go to the inbox. And there's 43 messages in there. I didn't clean it this morning. Thanks. You're welcome. There we go. All right. All right. Here we go. All right. If you'd like to leave feedback for the show, there are three ways to do it. First off, podcast email podcast at rpgamer.com is the email address where you can send in sound files or just letters and we'll read them right here on the show. Additionally, you can go to forums.rpgamer.com and you can go and lead a, a, a post in the threads. There were no posts of uh, significance this week for reading on the show, so I don't have any of those for you. And of course, you can leave a voicemail at 608-729-4098. Somebody left a voicemail this week. I still have no idea what it said, so I'm not playing it here on the show. But here we go with this. da 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 from Tiggs Panther. Hi guys, this is Tiggs Panther calling in from the UK. Um, just wanted to chip in on what you were saying in the last podcast about the Japanese take-up of the PlayStation 4 apparently not being very high. Um, I was doing a little bit of thinking, and I think I know what might um, not be helping in that case. I mean, usually you hear a lot about, you know, some Japanese houses, you know, not being as big and not having the space for the same kind of large AV setups that some people have in the West. And whether or not that's widespread, as someone who has a sort of a limited space for kind of audiovisual tech himself, I at least know what it's like from that point of view, especially when you take into account what the previous two PlayStation iterations have brought. Um, when the PS2 came out, 
um, suddenly that brought DVD. So if somebody didn't already have a DVD player, they had a DVD player, and oh yeah, the, uh, the PlayStation 2 would also play your old PS1 games. With the PS3 came Blu-ray capability. So again, if you don't already have a Blu-ray player, or you've got limited space for devices, suddenly that is your combination games console and Blu-ray player. And again, at least for the you know, for the very early iterations of the PlayStation 3, it was PS2 compatible. So in each case, it was a console that both brought new actual technology to the table, as well as being able to actually replace an existing piece of kit with its previous functionality. With the PlayStation 4, it has a Blu-ray player that if you've got a PS3 you've already got and it doesn't allow you to use your existing game so if you have a significant library or back catalogue then if you've not got the space to have both consoles you're probably going to stick with what you've already got and again if in you know Japan you're more likely to do an awful lot of commuter gaming as well then you know stuff like your phone or your tablet or your Vita or 3DS that is going to be a significant part of your gaming and upgrading a TV compatible console to another TV compatible console that does much the same as the one you've already got and doesn't play any of the current stuff probably doesn't really seem worthwhile so I can see why some developers are wanting to make the jump to the PS4 and not make anything for the PS3 to kind of go look you want the new games you have to jump forward because I think without that incentive a lot of people just aren't going to bother anytime soon alright that's a fair opinion and I think he's absolutely right I think it's why Sony is strongly encouraging particularly in North America that people start developing for um, the PS4 only well I mean his entire argument was about Japan right and yeah. like the reason the PS3 apparently appealed in his mind is a multimedia consolidation feature where you could do multiple things with one box and now the PS4 doesn't really offer you a bunch of multiple things with one box that you don't already have. That's an interesting idea. Um I don't know. Uh <laughs> that whole argument seems to be more applicable to the Connect and why you wouldn't necessarily want one of those in a Japanese dwelling. Due to the lack of space, etc. But hmm. what do you think, Alice? Alex, any weight to that? Mm, maybe a little bit. Yeah. Um, I'm still buying PS3 games. Well, you're like, buying it's, it's times. Square, yeah, PS3 games that are being PS3 games that are being released like around now. Well, it's okay because they're all being re-released on PS4 and three and Xbox One, right? <laughs> I haven't seen that happen yet for any of the Super Robot Wars games. Ah, now we've come down to it. Those Japanese-only games. So that that's probably the reason. Like, if all the Japanese-only games are coming out on PS3 and not on PS4, then why are you going to buy PS4? Right? Oh. Uh, they're coming out on both in Japan and then... Not the, not the Robot Wars games, apparently. Well. Nah, they'll release a PS4 Super Robot Wars, and that will be when I eventually get a PS4. All right. 
I'll have saved some money by then. Yes, you will have. <laughs> Quite a bit, I think. Uh. Okay, folks, let's hit up with the news. First off, first story is Hyperdimension Neptunia Victory 2. Uh, I got some news for that. There's new media. There's some new details. Uh, let's see. They've uh, talked about the scout system. Alex, you did this story, right? Yeah, but I haven't played any Hyperdimension Neptunia games. All right, well, you wrote that the scout system is a returning feature from the original Neptunia game. But this is for Neptunia 2, which... Uh, do we have either of these here? Victory uh, 2. Wait, yeah. Is Vic- Vic- I don't Victory 2, we don't. That's, Jeff- that's not been announced yet. Is Victory 1 the... Uh, it's the remake. Is it? No, no that was Rebirth. V- Victory oh, was the right. third game. Victory's just the third game, so this is the fourth Neptunia game. Oh, this series fourth mainline one, yes. Fourth mainline, right, because there's the Nocturnal Dimension Tactical one or whatever that is. Yeah, there's all the others. Which just, and then nah. there's the remakes. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> okay. Forget that story. <laughs> Here's a better story. Compile Heart has announced a second title for its Makai Ichiban Khan series. Whatever that is. Let's see, what's it say here? Meikyu no Chika ni Shisu. Or Death Under the Labyrinth is a 3D dungeon-crawling RPG for Vita that is said to have a very high degree of difficulty. Um, and, and apparently the logo has the English phrase, a maze to eradicate them all, which I hope that sticks around for our version because that sounds great. So it... I, Okay, this is weird. Death Under the Labyrinth takes place in a world where the night sky has stopped rotating. Doesn't that mean the planet has stopped rotating? All right. The game's female protagonist, Estra is tasked with restarting the rotation by defeating the four protector gods holed up inside towers and winding up the celestial screw. (laughs) Right! Of course! She is assisted in this endeavor by other party members and customizable robotic guardians. Maybe they're from the future and they're searching for soccer. Players are... (laughs) Players are able to use parties consisting of three standard characters plus three guardians. Death Under the Labyrinth is coming out in Japan in summer 2015. Alice, are you going to import this crap? No. Good. (sighs) Respect. Shadow Tower is a PS1 classic now. Uh, it's It's a game that came from From Software. And it's coming to the PlayStation Store as a PS1 Classic this week. So that was that last week, this past week. So it should be out now. And Al, uh, Zach reported that many aspects of the Shadow Tower are unusual for this genre. You don't ex- earn experience, you don't earn stat e- increases, and you are instead automatically granted. Um, you, and, oh, sorry, you don't earn experience, but the stat increases come automatically as you defeat certain enemies. There's no music, no automat, and players must keep an eye on their equipment's durability. So yeah, if you're into like. Hardcore punishing games, like from software fans seem to tend to be, uh, maybe that'll appeal to you. And if that doesn't appeal to you, how about Stella Glow? This is an Atlas game, so Anna, tell me about Stella Glow. No. Okay. This is an Edmage Epic game, so tell me. I don't understand what's going on. What do you mean no? <laughs> what do you mean no? Wow, that took you a while to catch up. This is a tactical RPG that Atlas is bringing out, so you will tell me all about it because you know it. What? No, I don't. Okay, well, it's a tactical RPG from Atlas. I just hope it's not in the same vein as Stella Deuce. Well, it's Image Epoch's spiritual successor to Luminous Arc. Okay, good. Yeah, except Image Epoch's CEO is missing. 
<laughs> Remember? Yeah, I know. Like but seriously, is, the dude's no, no, no. missing. No, no, no. This is this has come up in like almost every single story about this. This game is done. Oh, okay. It's done in Japan. It's done for North America. So is it out in Japan? Yes. Okay. And it's like, this is about the North American release date. So okay. so that that won't be a problem given that their development on their current game, whatever it was called, is. So did you of... guys hear about this? Alex, Alex. Yeah, I, yeah, I did see the sort of stories about it, which is just strange. Yeah, apparently the Image Epoch CEO was like, "I'm, I'm tweeting at you, dude. Like, what is going on?" Or wait, no. What are you talking about? Oh uh, no, um, it was a different company that was tweeting at him. And was like, I hate to do this on Twitter, but I can't get a hold of you. And what? Wait, what? Anna, how about you, you roll it back and tell people in complete sentences what happened? Okay, hang on. I got to pull up the story for it because it's not in the notes. Well. Right. Okay. So Image Epoch, um, they, Stella Glow is coming out. And that's the game we're talking about. Yes. Okay. And um <laughs> This year is the 10th anniversary of the studio. Except in January there was some rumors going around that the studio instead of having two development teams had been dropped to one development team. And people were sort of fleeing a sinking, you know, rats on a sinking ship. And so um, Oedipole went to them and asked questions and never... What's Oedipole? A Japanese website. Okay. Um, And so this happened back in January and they've been trying to get in in touch with them and nothing's been happening. Um, And then... Um, Otopol noticed that there is now a for rent ad for the office space that Image Epoch used to use, saying that people could move in in June. Yeah, there's also its website is now no longer non- non responsive. <laughs> um, and on top of that, um, there was a tweet from Compile Hearts president. Um, and he's also a director at Idea Factory, because those um, companies are intermingled. And it was like, I the, the tweet basically said, I can't get in touch with Image Epoch's president. So out of necessity, I'm attempting to contact him via Twitter. So if anybody has seen him or talked to him, um, let him know that I want to talk to him about Destroyer Trillion. And so no one... Um, no one knows where this guy is. And the guy who directed Stella Glow um, already works for a different company. Hmm. So, yeah, it's very bizarre. No one really knows what's going on. Hmm. And I've never really heard of a situation like this before. Well, the weird part is that it's not just him missing. It's him missing and, like, the company seems to have been dismantled while nobody was looking. Yes. So... That's weird. So, yeah, it's it's weird. Well, I hope he's okay. Yeah. 
Um, we're going to get the Stella Glow game, but for whatever that means. Uh, Jaws of Hakon is coming to PS4, PS3, and 360. This is the uh, DLC for Dragon Age Inquisition. Uh, it'll be coming to those three platforms. Uh, let's see. It was out on PC and Xbox One on March 24th, and the rest will we'll get that in May. So just in case you're worried, everyone else gets their uh, Dragon Age DLC. Neverwinter. Remember that MMO on PC, the free-to-play one called Neverwinter? No? Yeah, it's still around, and uh, it's now available on Xbox One. It's a free download for Xbox Live Gold members. And, uh, of course, there are in-app purchases using uh, Zen currency that you can spend real money on. And there's a trailer on our site you can go check out, see if you want to play some free-to-play MMO action on your your Xbox One. Uh, If that's not up your alley, perhaps you prefer Farming Sins. Story of Seasons is out now for your 3DS. And have you picked it up? No. No? Okay. You like the farming games. Yeah. <laughs> this is the competitor now. <laughs> yeah, that I don't care about that. I buy XC games all the time. I bought okay. Factory 4. Right. Um, one, I'm still not buying a lot of new games this year. Okay. Two, I was waiting to see how the reviews came out because the game was pretty much... It's interesting because Story of Seasons was one of the fastest selling first week Bokumono games. But the reviews trashed it because it's basically a new beginning too with a crappier frame rate. Hmm. And so I was kind of hoping that they would clean up the frame rate for the North American version and they didn't. Hmm. Which bums me out. So it's going on my Christmas list and I probably won't get it until later this year. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, if you want to buy Story of Seasons, it's in stores now. Uh, Dark Souls 2 DLC, Scholar of the First Sin. Um, excuse me, that's not DLC. That's the director's cut of Dark Souls 2, the one that's coming to Xbox One and PS4. It's going to cost 60 bucks On Steam, it'll be... Figure this one out. I, this is so stupid. On, on Steam... The game will cost $40 for the DirectX 9 version and $50 for the DirectX 11 version. What? So basically, they're porting over the old gen version for 40 bucks or the new gen version for 50 bucks. Okay. Those who already own the DirectX 9 version on Steam can upgrade to the DirectX 11 version for 30 bucks. What? You That's also can't an transfer your save files. Wait, what? <laughs> and owners who have all the DLC can instead upgrade for only 20 bucks. That's obscene. Wait, so sorry, which game was this? Dark Souls 2. Oh, right. Yes, if you want the DirectX 9 version, it's only 40 bucks. If you want the DirectX 11 version, it's only 50 bucks. But if you want to go from one to the other, it's 30 bucks, unless you have all the DLC, in which case it's 20 bucks. Um, that's just... A- that is so strange and dumb. On so many levels. That is wretched. Yeah. Scholars of the First Sin will be available at retail and for download on the PS4 and Xbox One on April 7th. That's this upcoming week. It's already oh, on now Steam. In Europe. Oh, yeah, now in Europe. It's already on yeah. Steam. Um, update patches released in February for the PS3, Steam, and 360 versions have already added new con- content like new P- NPCs, item descriptions, etc., etc., etc. Better performance. Man, that's a long list. Um, yeah. Other new things are exclusive to the new version. 
such what what oh such as new graphics, uh, new map shortcuts, and new NPCs, um, and new NPC invading your player world, and an increase in the maximum number of online players. And that's what you get if you spend the money for the new version, and which is also crazy. Uh, let's see. Uh, Luminous Arc Infinity is coming from, well, Marvelous AQL, and uh, which is weird because we just talked about Stella Glow, which is a spiritual successor to a Luminous Arc game. Now we've got Luminous Arc, which is <laughs> Infinity, which is more of an actual successor, I guess, but it's published by a different publisher. Uh, well, it's the same. It's the same publisher, but different developer. Oh, okay, but different developer rather. Uh, it's a tactical RPG, and it has no Western release date at this time. Um, and we've got this weird screenshot with a girl looking at like feathered things surrounding her, and I don't know what's going on. So, all right, uh, you could go check those screenshots out. See if you could figure out what's going on in that game because we don't have a lot of details. Um, if you are into Neptunia games, uh, and the victory two wasn't exciting you earlier, you want the remakes, you want more of that. Um, there was a closed beta test, but you can't apply for it anymore because they're full. So I don't know why I put this story in here because I'm, I'm just mean. This is, uh, the <laughs> beta test for Neptunia Rebirth two, which is a remake of the second game. And, uh, so they're going to have a beta test for steam. This is for the steam version. And that's, that's all. All right. Whatever. Is, it, is it Rebirth 2 already out on consoles, right? It's out on Vita, yes. Yeah, v- yeah. okay. Van Helsing's getting a third game, and it's going to be the final game. Um, so this is going to be the Incredible Adventures of Van Helsing 3, and they're going to reveal some backstory of Van Helsing's ghost companion, Katarina. And, uh, yeah, they're going to have new modes for single player. They're going to have four-player co-op and eight-player PvP. And six new classes. So they keep iterating on the Van Helsing stuff. So if you're looking for more Diablo alternatives, that's coming at you sometime in May, May 2015. Yeah. The surprising thing for that was that I, my spell check only objected to one of those two class names. Oh, really? That's pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> let's see what those... Uh, let's read through those. Uh, oh, that's the wrong story. Where was it? Uh, where are the st- oh, f- f- wow! Uh, that was the one that didn't object to. Flogistonier <laughs> and Umbralist are the two classes they've announced so far. Wow! It didn't object to Flogistonier. It didn't know what to do with it. Yeah, I think you it just, just got it, like, you broke the spell checker. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Square Enix is renaming F- Mevious Final Fantasy. Um, if you remember Mevious Final Fantasy, no? Okay. <laughs> it's now going to be called Mobius Final Fantasy. Uh, <laughs> they have also redesigned the costume of the Onion Swordsman class. And this is, the new, this is a new mobile game coming for the Final Fantasy series for Android and iOS. It's coming out in, this spring in Japan. Um, I, I don't know. They, <laughs> it's apparently as big as uh, multiple console games. Whatever that means. Uh, yeah, it's it, well, it's supposed to be there. It's a console quality mobile RPG. <laughs> so we'll see what that means. Hmm. And of course, they've got like 
an infinity symbol in the background and Mobius strips is kind of an infinity thing. And so maybe that's makes more sense to begin with, but so I, I don't know. I don't remember this one is, Oh, let's look at the screenshots. They just, yeah, it's like, this is the one that has like really nice looking graphics, but we have no idea if it'll be fun to play. Right. Yeah. There's quite a bit of gameplay sort of being shown off in that video that's linked in the story, but, the Square Enix Presents video, right? Yeah, there's yes. an hour-long special presentation, but it's only in Japanese. So if you speak Japanese, then you can watch this little press conference thing that's got gameplay scattered throughout it. And I recognize... Oh, I, I know that guy. I've talked to him from Square Enix before. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I don't know. So, oh, it looks pretty. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Hopefully it'll be good. Um, you know, You know how mobile games are. Usually bad. So we'll see. Uh, more Dragon Quest Heroes has come to Japan. Did you get a, your fill of Dragon Quest Heroes? What, Chris? You're telling me that you don't have Dragon Quest Heroes because you live in the West and it hasn't come out here in the West? Well, just so you know, when it finally comes out here, which we know it will, because Square Enix said that, the sequel's already on its way to Japan. So if you like the first one and you buy it here, maybe you'll get a sequel. <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to keep you excited. Uh, they haven't announced anything other than it's going to be on PS3, PS4, and Vita. So there you go. Which is like the first one. So <laughs> The first one wasn't on Vita. Oh, okay. Unless you did remote play, maybe. Well, <laughs> yeah. Uh, 5PB has got a, a, a new story this week. 5PB, who I know for making older shoot-em-up games, but this is a, uh, a Vita RPG. Operation Babel, New Tokyo Legacy. The game is a sequel to Operation Abyss, New Tokyo Legacy, which you, rev- you reviewed, right, Alex? No, that's due out in June. Oh, okay. I thought you had. What's I was confused. Uh... So this is a Japanese yeah. <laughs> announcement to a sequel that we don't have the first out game from anyway. So, all right. Yeah, I, I reviewed the other games of Tokyo in the title. Okay. Oh, right. Tokyo Ghost Hunter. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and uh, Damascus Gear. Ah, right. Operation Tokyo. Operation Tokyo. <laughs> Perfect. You can understand my confusion. Uh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we don't have Operation Abyss New Tokyo Legacy yet. We're getting it in June in North America and Europe. Um, but uh, they've already announced a sequel, and they got some videos up on our site. You can watch them and see what's coming for the next one if you've been following both games closely and see if you're excited for the direction that's going. Uh, I'm kind of going to wait until the first one's out, see if I care about that one. We got a video up of uh, Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker showing off the Devil Auction System. Is there anything new here that we didn't know from the, fir- from the original version of the game? Uh, nope. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, all right. no, I, th- I think it works pretty much exactly the same as it did in the first one. So, or the original. Uh, if uh, Mobius Final Fantasy's name tame name change made you excited here's some news about mobius final fantasy that I should have mentioned earlier that will make you not as excited it is going to be a free-to-play game so with that you can just stop giving a crap um more details about mobius final fantasy you take control of wall a human from another world who has lost his memories also known as a blank blanks wander the land of Paramet- paramitia 
searching for purpose, one which may be fulfilled by a prophecy claiming that... I can't even read this crap anymore. Mog shows up, and the Light Warrior... <laughs> Mevius's combat has been tailored to fit phones, they say, featuring a turn-based combat system that is controlled entirely through button taps. Well, that's good, <laughs> considering there's no buttons on a phone. The basic attacks will build one of the four elements, which are then used to activate abilities that you set up beforehand. Abilities are built into a deck, and each has an activated option and a passive option, whatever that means. The abilities are associated with summons and characters from the series, from the Onion Knight to Shiva to a chubby chocobo. Oh, fat chocobos in it. That's right. Uh, elements can be used to increase resistances, and eventually you break an enemies by breaking through their resistances, and then you can hit them for greater damage, just like you do in thirteen, kind of. And but whatever, I it's free to play. Who cares? We know it's gonna suck. Oh, Square Enix, come back to us. Come back to us. Release good games. <sighs> All right, I gotta calm down. All right. <sighs> The Legend of Zelda on Wii U. You know the one they said is going to come out this year? It's not going to come out this year. <laughs> well. I am shocked. Anna says we talked about it last week, so I'll move on. Yeah, entirely expected by everyone. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody believed them when they said it was out this year. Like, right, wait, wait, really? No, you're not. You're No. No. Nah. <laughs> um... Let's see. Final Fantasy 15 demo. You played through it and you don't like it or you like it and you want to give Square Enix some feedback. They've got a they've got a um a survey. So, let's see. Where's this link? Yeah, there's a poll. It's at finalfantasyxv.com/poll. And you can give them feedback on the demo. You say what platform you played on and uh, tell me what you think. So, if you don't like something about it, here's your chance to let them know. Uh, I heard some other news this week that they, they wanted to assure people that sometimes women will join your party as uh, guests, so they'll kind of run along and, and be part of your party as a fifth member for a while. <laughs> Hannah's complaining, no, no, my dude bro game. Uh, let's see. the uh, Oh, okay. Because uh, this is my podcast, damn it. Uh, just so you know, the uh, Great Ace Attorney has a, a re- Japanese release date. It's coming out on July 9th in Japan. That gets me hope that uh, we'll get it here eventually, and we'll see. This is uh, this is the Ace Attorney game that's <laughs> this is I don't know it's set in like old times, feudal Japan as Anna. Thank you, yeah. Anna. And like, it's got it's got Sherlock Holmes. It's got Sherlock Holmes in it, and in addition, they had this great the Great Dog Attorney video that came out for um, April Fools, but now Capcom. Because it's not April Fools, they mark the video private, so you can't watch the damn April Fools joke anymore. And come on, people! If mm. you're gonna put stuff out, like leave it out. What the heck? Uh, if you're in Japan, uh, you know, just randomly, and you you like Monster Hunter, well, then you might be excited to know that there is a Monster Hunter Gathering 2015 being scheduled at Tokyo International Forum. Uh, let's see. If Let's see. When is it going to be? Uh, May 31st. So if you're in Tokyo in May 31st in Japan and you like Monster Hunter, you might want to go to this. Uh, they'll probably announce like the Met next Monster Hunter or something like that. Uh, let's see. Here's some bad news if you like buying iOS games. Um, 
was a just this is the sad truth of mobile games. Eventually, they have to go away, even though the platform's like all backwards compatible and stuff. Eventually, they break something, and it's up to the developer to update the game. Well, I don't know if that's what motivated them here, but Namco Bandai has announced. Excuse me, Bandai Namco. Let me get that right. Uh, has announced the following. We regret to inform you that service for this application will be terminated as of 3-30-2015. That's the message that you get when you uh, when you look at the App Store description of the following games. I love Katamari. Katamari Amore. Nobi Nobi Boy. Splatterhouse. Pack Chomp. Time Crisis Second Strike HD. Namco Games Portal. Ace Combat Assault Horizon Trigger Finger. Galaga Remix, Dig Dug Remix, and Pac-Man Remix. So that's really sad that, you know, Galaga and Dig Dug and Pac-Man are just being dropped. But these are all games that released before 2011, and they probably haven't updated them in eons, and so they're just like, instead of keeping these games up that, like, aren't working right, we're just going to drop them. So, whatever. It's kind of sad. But uh, if you go and download them now... (laughs) You will have them, um, but you don't. You're not going to be able to download them again. Um, you, you, so you need to like back them up to your iTunes if you want to be able to remove them from your phone and reinstall them because you won't be get, able to get them off the store anymore. Uh, Final Fantasy Type Zero HD apparently did poorly in Japan. Uh, together, they sold ninety three thousand copies for both PS4 and Xbox One. Yeah, the, the Xbox One version was only a thousand copies. <laughs> that's that's got to be pretty good, really, isn't it? And so, I mean, given the <laughs> given what we heard earlier, they sold one copy for every PS4 in the country. It sounds like <laughs> since no one's buying PS4s, right? So I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So that's depressing. So that, that, there wasn't as much reason for Japanese people to buy the game anyway. They got the first version. Well, yeah, yeah, but still, that's like nobody cared about this remake. <laughs> What, Anna? Yeah, but nobody cared about the remake in Japan. <laughs> They're like, oh, we don't want it again. <laughs> All right, so Bandai Namco, in addition to crushing your dreams about older iPhone games, has announced a new game called Ray Gigant. Ray Gigant. It's a dungeon-crawling RPG uh, where you fight <laughs> monsters from space. And they've got a weird trailer... Um, and I don't know what's going on. There's a girl walking, and then we get into the gameplay, and we see a bunch of weird stuff about a button from Bandai Namco that you're supposed to push. This this trailer is mostly not... Okay. There's no gameplay in this trailer, of course. So, okay. Something weird's going on, and um, it's coming out July 30th on Vita. That's all I can tell you. It looks pretty. Like, this one screenshot that they've got here on Silicon Era looks neat, but I don't know if it's going to be any good. And the, guy, the guy's fighting with one of those weird weapons that has a, a sword and a shield, but they're connected together with a chain because that makes sense for fighting, except that it you know, completely doesn't. So um, I guess that's what you use to fight space monsters, space dragons in this case, it looks like. Well, that means you can throw the sword and get it back. Yeah, but it's going to take your and shield. I have, Wait, yeah, <laughs> and I have no other reason that that yeah, like two feet useful. ahead of you. <laughs> it's not going to go that far. Yeah. It's more like to trip yourself up with it than anything else, aren't you? All right, so say let's say you're really depressed about those Bandai Namco games that are being pulled off the App Store, 
and you're like, I wish I could make my own version of those games and put them back up on the App Store. Well, you are in luck. Bandai Namco has announced that 17 of their classic video game franchises are available for um, Japanese developers to just uh, start making games based on them. Uh, here's the games. Pac-Man, Xevious, Galaxian, Tower of Juraga, Tower of Babel, Dragon Buster, Wonder Momo, Galaga, Battle City, Valkyrie no Boken, uh, Yokai Dochuki, Wagonland, Dig Dug, Starluster, Sky Kid, and Genpei Tomaden. Uh, those, all you got to do is apply for permission from Bandai Namco, which apparently is going to be almost an auto-approval unless you're trying to make some sort of erotic game or something that they don't want you doing. Um, and then they will take a small percentage of sales. And other than that, it's like really easy licensing. So if you've been dying to make a Dig Dug um, farming game, which I think everybody has been, you know, because that's that's the future of Harvest Moon. I think is Dig Dug farming. Um, you can uh, you can easily license that from Namkai Bando now. Uh, Namkai Bando, <laughs> Bandai Namco. <laughs> I, I like Namkai Bando. I'm gonna go with that. Uh, we've got uh, some story. Inf- okay, so while we get, we'll come back to that one. Uh, RPG Cross is a new anime style RPG that uses Final Fantasy X's battle system, apparently. Which is weird because Final Fantasy X's battle system is just a turn-based Final Fantasy battle system. So I don't know what's up with that. Um, conditional turn-based battle system. Yeah. Um, oh, they're doing some weird stuff with turn order. Which, yeah, I guess. Whatever. Um, what is this? Cro- Cross Reverie is the name of the game. And it's being made... It's an indie game. So this isn't like necessarily from Japan or anything. So they, uh, they've got story up on Silicon Air about how they cho- came to choose that story or that battle system. And you can check out footage of the game, um, which is looking kind of pretty for an indie RPG. And uh, yeah, you can see. Um, I need to figure out how to follow this. Let's see. When is it coming out? Anime-inspired cross-reverie game thing. They don't have... It's just in development. Don't know when it's coming out. At least they're not trying to get me to put a Kickstarter. TBT. Well, they, they, they are hoping for quarter four 2015 for PC, Mac, and Linux. So that looks cool. I hope that comes out. It's good. Mm. I like the look of that. Uh, Kemco has a new game, uh, which isn't saying much because they like seem to poop these things out every month. Um, $7.99 on Android. It's called Dark 7, and the combat system is turn-based and has action-based requirements. So arrows appear on the screen that you can swipe to increase damage output and uh, get critical attacks. And there's some attacks that allow you to attack continuously, providing you can keep up with the gesture-based demands. And then there's a dice system that enables limit abilities. Um, Let's see. So you match the number in the upper middle screen with the numbers that appear next to each action. And it... Okay. So I don't know. Whatever. It doesn't seem like a dice system to me. But, uh, Okay. And whatever it's uh, the plot involves somebody who has amnesia, so you know that that's a that tells you all you need to know. Standard Kemco plot, yeah, <laughs> standard RPG <laughs> anything plot. Uh, let's see, uh, did I not put that up here? Mm, ah, here it is. So Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct. They announced a lot of things in this Nintendo Direct, didn't they? What was your favorite there, thing? There yeah. were quite a few things. There were quite a few things. First and foremost, they showed off um, they, the tr- I guess a trailer of Fire Emblem Cross Shin Megami Tensei. 
Um, just so you know, it, it looks like it is not a strategy RPG. It is a modern RPG, or so they say. So it's like using Fire Emblem work in a Shin Megami Tensei game where you have to like go around and interact with people and care about your relationships with folks and stuff. So Yeah, um, I think it, Atlas is doing most of the development on it. Yeah. It looks like Cyber Fire Emblem, actually, in, in a modern times and stuff like that. So Yeah, I think it's got quite a few of the Devil Survivor stuff on it. Ah, okay. Uh, there's a fire, more Fire Emblem news. Uh, it's called, uh, we, well, we don't have a name for it here. They're just calling it the sequel to Fire Emblem Awakening. It's called, yeah, it's called, it's called Fire Emblem Brackets Working Title Bracket. <laughs> it's called Fire Emblem If in Japan, IF. So, and after this direct, we got more info about this. So in Japan, they've got two games coming out. Um, and they're each going to be like 4,800 yen or whatever which is like a somewhat standard price in Japan. And then if you like, uh, you want to play the other version of the game, uh, you pay, th- you know, 30 bucks or whatever to upgrade your game to get the other version of the game as DLC. The games are identical for the first six chapters, and then they split into their separate content after that. In the U.S., it sounds like it's going to be one game, and you get to make a choice once you get to chapter six. And um, to, so I guess they decided that... Um, this this release scheme of having two versions of the same game you have to pay for isn't going to fly among Fire Emblem fans in America. We just want them to buy a game. Let's not hit them over the head with two games and DLC options. Um, so I, 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 that's all I can assume. So th- they're going to just put it all into one game, and it, it sounds like uh, additionally, if you choose, there's like a, a, a white and a dark side, it seems like. They're called Hoshido and Nor. Um, if you choose Hoshido the white side route or the light side route. Uh, it's going to be a slightly easier, more traditional style game. And Nor is going to be a more difficult Fire Emblem game. So both these games are coming out in 2016 in North America and Europe. Um, then they went on to their next RPG, which is another combo game called Puzzle and Dragons Z, which comes with Puzzle and Dragons Super Mario Brothers Edition. Um, they showed off the new you know, trailer for it. Um, and they showed off Boo EG, which was my favorite part of the Nintendo Direct. Did you like Boo EG, Alex? Oh, we didn't get Buigi in Europe. Oh, really? Oh. No. So did they... Oh, do you not have a... You don't have a North American date, maybe? Or um, a Europe date? I don't know what's going we, on. We do now. That was one of the things that got announced. So I think we got the Puzzle and Dragons Z trailer. Okay. And a release date for the Devil Pack. Okay. Because we didn't have one previously. Hmm. Well, if you go to Nintendo's YouTube trailer, you can see all this stuff in a much longer video about the Puzzle and Dragons Super Mario Brothers edition, where they show off like how to play Puzzle and Dragons. So I started watching that and realized I've played so much Puzzle and Dragons, I know everything they're talking about in this trailer, except I could see Mario elements now. Eh, all right, cool. Um, there'll be a free demo sometime soon in North America for the Super Mario Brothers edition of the game. And it's coming out in North America on May 22nd, and March. Uh, it'll be out in May 8th in Europe. Codename Steam showed up on the Nintendo Direct long enough for them to say, yeah, we're going to patch the uh, the enemy turn battles. If you have a regular 3DS, you can double the speed of the enemy turn battles. And if you have a new 3DS, you'll be able to triple the speed. So it'll go a lot faster, much less waiting for you, which is everyone's like, oh, thank you. Thank you for doing something. Oh. <laughs> uh, then we got a trailer in North America, a new trailer for Xenoblade Chronicles 3D. And uh, in Europe, you got a launch trailer for Inazuma 11 Go, Chronostones, Wildfire, and Thunderflash. 
And in Europe, you also got um, an announcement about Pandora's Tower coming to the eShop. Which, uh, I don't know if we're getting that here or not in the eShop. And uh, we got a bunch of these trailers available on the site. If you want to see the Shin Megami Tensei Cross Fire Emblem trailer, we got that. The Fire Emblem IF trailer. The Xenoblade Chronicles 3D trailer. And the Inazuma 11 Go Chrono Stones Wildfire Thunder Flash trailer. And then uh, what else did they put out? Um, we didn't. Let's see. There's a lot more in the direct about things like Mewtwo coming as DLC, and then for some reason it, you know, you had to ha- have all your games registered the day before the direct happened, and so then the Club Nintendo site got crushed by people trying to figure out if they had their games registered. Oh, also the platinum and gold rewards for Club Nintendo are out, and it's like if you're platinum, you get like full on free games for your Wii U or or 3DS. So. Go redeem those because they're nice. Um, and I'm an idiot and didn't uh, get up to platinum before the deadline because I'm stupid. Uh, let's see. With that, uh, let me plug some reviews on the site. We've got a review up for Secret of the Stars, which is a retro review from Mike Menke. Here's a hint. Don't play this game, according to this review. <laughs> Uh, we got a review up for Adventure Bar Story by Sam Wachter. She uh, she played through Adventure Bar Story, which she, you know doesn't get a great score, but she says she really had fun playing it and kept playing it a lot. So uh, read the review, get her thoughts on that. Yeah, she's she's sad that the yeah. Anna. If you want to talk, come on the show. <laughs> get over here, um, Alex. You you had a review up for uh, Damascus Gear, right? Yep. Yep. Uh, yeah, yep. pretty fun, but really short. Okay, fair enough. And no multiplayer. No multiplayer. No. Mm. It, it's kind of a shame because this is sort of a game that it would be really fun to have with multiplayer. But mm. Maybe next time. Maybe next time. And then Michael Cunningham put up a review of Final Fantasy Type-0 HD. Man, everything's like getting three out of fives this week. Okay, whatever. Whatever. With that, we're out of reviews, so let's check out our... It's time for the console and handheld digital store update. First off, North America region. North America, that's what this is about. New new releases that came out this week. Um, Tokiden Kiwami. For PS4 and Vita. Story of Seasons for 3DS and Shadow Tower is a PS1 classic, which we talked about earlier. Child of Light is uh, a free game on Games with Gold for the for the Xbox One. Um, and then there were sales for Dra- Diablo 3 Reaper Souls on the Xbox One and 360. And Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe Edition on the Xbox One. And I can tell you, for because I was looking at sales last night, there's a lot of Dragon Age Inquisition sales over, um, well, not a lot of them, uh, over on Origin. So if you want it on PC, Dragon Age Inquisition Deluxe Editions 35 and 30 if you want the regular edition. 
Let's travel to Europe magically. Dark Souls 2, Scholar of the First Sin, that's the new version of the game, is out now on PS4, Xbox One, PS3, and 360. And Xenoblade Chronicles 3D is out on the new 3DS in Europe. Uh, They also got Child of Light for the Xbox One. Um, They've also got sales for Diablo 3 and Dragon Age Inquisition. But over in Europe, it's on all platforms, PS4 and PS3 and Xbox One and 360 for like all those games, except for Dragon Age Inquisition is not on sale on the 360, it looks like. But it's on sale on the one, the PS4 and the PS3. (laughs) Citizens of Earth is on sale for the Wii U and the 3DS. And that concludes the RPG section of our weekly sales roundup uh let's see if i can tell you what's coming out the next week new releases yeah there we go Ooh, i like that artwork ps3 is getting aru's awakening free if you're on ps plus um it gets a crinkle crusher stealth inc 2 a game of clones and tower of guns Tower Guns will also be free for PS Plus. On the PS4, Aru's Awakening and Tower Guns again, free for PS Plus. Bastion is coming out for PS4. Crinkle Crusher as well on the PS4 and Stealth Inc. 2, a game of clones also on the PS4. It's cross-buy. So you buy it on one, you'll get it on the other. On the Wii U side of things, we get Angry Video Game Nerd Adventures on the eShop. Bubblegum Popper. Ma, mon, pre, mon Premier Karaoke is what it looks like which doesn't make any sense since karaoke is Japanese and the rest was French. Okay. Psycho Scroller on the eShop, Underground on the eShop, which is like a $21 game. So what is that about? Oh, it's on the Wii U. So I guess, I don't know. What is Underground on the Wii U? They're charging a lot for that, for an eShop game. What? Okay. Don't search for Underground on Google because it just comes up with Weather Underground. Let's see. Underground Wii U is a 2015 game. Here's its Metacritic page. Oh, that doesn't look that great. So I don't know what's up with that. All right. Tower One, uh, Tower of Guns is coming to Xbox One. Uh, 3DS is getting Box Boy on the eShop, which was shown off on the Nintendo Direct a little. Etrian Mystery Dungeon. and Oh, and Etrian Mystery Dungeon is out this week. And X-Cave 2, Wizard of the Underworld, which did anybody like X-Cave 1? Didn't some didn't Michael review that? Um, some of you said. Yeah, I don't know if he liked it though. I don't think. Otherwise, there's a second one. All right. Yeah, now there's a second one coming. Wizard of the Underworld, because you know why not? Let's just have them all come out. PS Vita yeah. is uh, Mike. Mike Menke reviewed its cave and didn't particularly like it. Oh, okay. So there we go. And we trust Mike's reviews, right? It's only Michael Apps whose reviews we don't trust. Yeah. Okay. PS Vita is getting Element for L, Crinkle Crusher, Monster Bag, and Stealth Inc. 2, a game of clones. Uh, over on the PC, here, here, quick review of the PC games. Dragon Fantasy, the volumes of Westeria is coming out on Steam. So finally, Dragon Fantasy hitting the PC. Disclaimer, my wife gets paid to do PR for the people who make that game. Elite Dangerous is out on Steam. That's already, I think that's out now, right? Fallen A2P Protocol, Hover Revolt of Gamers, Inverbus Virtus, Little Witch Romanesque, <laughs> Editio Regia, Out There Omega Edition, Running with Rifles, Solar System Conflict, Stealth Inc. 2, Stealth Inc. 2 A Game of Clones, Servarium, The Falling Sun, Void Expanse, and War for the Overlord. So there you go. 
And with that, I've covered what's coming out this week. So I have to ask you, Alice Wilkinson, you haven't been talking for a while. What are you doing and what are you doing this next week? Uh, I was playing to Sky 4. Oh, okay. <laughs> Sucked into the Sky 4, which is what you will be doing this week, I bet. Yeah, Disguise 4, more EVE, uh, maybe a spot of Titan 4, and then probably helping you out in Final Fantasy XI. Sounds good to me. Alex Fuller, what are you up to this week? Um, Tuki Den and Inazuma, probably. Mm. And probably some Xenoblade as well. Nice. Uh, I will be playing more Final Fantasy XI, and I don't know what else, because I I don't know when I'm going to have time to... uh, oh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna set aside time and play more Monster Hunter Four with Mike uh, with uh, with Wheels, and I'm going to um, let's see. Oh, he was in the chat room for two minutes. Got to get him back. <laughs> oh, he left. Uh, let's see. So, in addition to the. Um, what was I going to say? Monster Hunter 4. There was something else I was going to try and play. And I don't remember what it is, so I'm not going to waste your time. Anna, what are you playing this week? Tactics Advance 2, she says. So. Yep. Oh, Wheels is in the chat room. He says he's going to eat, sleep, play Mon Hunt, and repeat. So I'm definitely going to hook up with him on that. Wheels should be writing a review. Wheels should be writing a review, says Alex. Okay. Yeah. Good to, good to know. Um, <laughs> and wheels, I think Wheels <laughs> is going to help me um, get better at Hearthstone too. So I'm just going to. My job will be to distract Wheels from doing what Alex tells him to do. So I, I like this. Um, all right. And with that, thanks everybody for joining us. In the next week, uh, we will not have a podcast. We are going to Midwest Gaming Classic. Uh, my sister's coming up. Uh, it's going to be really fun. Um, we're going to look at old games and buy things that we don't have time to play and have no business buying because that's what we do because we are gamers who go to conventions like this uh, and we'll play a lot of pinball on free play um, and we'll go to a Brewers game too on Friday. So with that, I leave you for two weeks, folks. We'll be back then. Um, you, remember, a reminder, you can catch the show live 9 a.m. Pacific noon Eastern every Saturday or thereabouts except next week. <laughs> which I just got done telling you. You think I'd pay attention to what I say. Uh, additionally, you can leave feedback for the show in the meantime. Podcast at rpgamer.com is the email. Forums at rpgamer.com is the website for the forums. rpgamer.com is the website website. By the way, you can leave forum comments in like articles now just to remind you. It's really cool. Wheel says the review is in progress, Alex. Just so you know. And 608-729-4098 is where you can call up and tell Wheels that he should be working on his review. Um, if you could call up in the next week and tell us, um, you know, w- what are you sinking time into right now? Are you, are you playing all these new games as they come out, or are you, are you going to, back to old classics? I kind of want to know what's got your attention right now. So for some reason, I've been feeling, like, not so compelled to play all the new games. Alex, obviously, has been feeling compelled to play all the new games. Um, well... Some of the new games. Well, yeah, I think you've been playing enough of the new games, don't you? I've, I've avoided Bloodborne and. <laughs> yeah, I know that's hard. Yeah, that's a good point. I've been, I've been having to say, look at people playing Bloodborne and say, "Oh no, I'm, I'm, mm, that's." Mm. How many are you playing Bloodborne? How about you guys call in and talk about what you're doing? All right, all right, and with that, uh, I'm going to leave you. Thanks everybody for watching. We'll catch you in, in two weeks. Until then, goodbye everybody.
Bye now. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.